0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The Sunday Get-Together here on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, a lot of National Football League talk, ongoing playoffs. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Loans Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. That's Rocket Mortgage push button, get mortgage. All right, second game today is the NFC Championship. Green Bay and San Francisco out by the bay, and the guy who's going to be doing sideline work for Westwood One on their radio uh, coverage. Also the host of the new show called Home and Home on Radio.com. Our buddy Ross Tucker joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Living in some nice weather out there in San Fran, huh, Mr. Tucker?
0: You know, it's not bad, Jody. I've got a... uh... Uh, a light jacket on and a, a button-down shirt. I could have been in Kansas City today or I could have been somewhere really cold. So, as you know, when you're the sideline reporter, my primary consideration is weather, and you can do a lot better or a lot worse, I should say, than the Bay Area.
1: Yeah, outdoors uh, sideline can be a chore. Today, not so much for you. Uh, so, A lot of people are speculating this is going to be a chore for the Green Bay Packers. These two teams faced off against each other about two months ago, and the 49ers put a good old beatdown on the Packers. Now, having played in the National Football League like you did, you might have faced a uh, situation where you're playing a team a second time in a year and the first time you got your tail kicked. You can either look at it as revenge and this is going to be your comeuppance or been there, done that, we're in trouble because they beat us as badly as they did. How do you get your mindset if you're the Green Bay Packers coming into a game, playing a team for the second time in the year, when the first time went as badly as it did for Green Bay?
0: Well, I think those guys know that pretty much everything that could go wrong did go wrong in that game. And you look at it and you see the Rodgers fumble or what happened on the next series. I mean, you just go through it and you realize, hey, that's not us. And we can and should be able to play a lot better than that. I think that's something that they probably take some comfort in, but you still have to go out there and do it. I will say this you look at the history of the league, and when one team really dominates the other in the regular season, it just doesn't feel like that happens again in the playoffs. You know, it feels like it's either a close game or the other team wins. I don't know why. But it just feels like, in my experience, it's tough to then beat that team again in a a big blowout victory. I don't think it's going to happen. I I think the Packers are being a little bit disrespected. I know some of the advanced metrics and people look at total yards. They've actually been outgained on the year, which is amazing considering they're 14-3. and But ultimately, Jody, it's the first time in a while the Packers can win games with their running game. We've seen that a couple times this year. First time in a while the Packers can win games with their defense. We've seen that a couple times. And, oh, by the way, they still have Aaron Rodgers. And they still have Devontae Adams. So it's kind of weird to me that here we have the Packers with a run game and a defense, and they still have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, everybody kind of acts like they stink. And, oh, by the way, they're 14-3, and and yet nobody thinks they're really good. I do. I mean, I I don't care about how many yards gain. I know how hard it is to win. They've won 14. I think they're good. I think they got a decent chance to win this game.
1: You and I are singing the same song here, and I think most of us do. They're being underrated and understated with the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't putting up the gaudy numbers that he previously had. This is not a 40-touchdown guy anymore. It's a 25-26-touchdown guy. It doesn't matter. As long as you have the most points on the scoreboard at the end of the game, just because Aaron Rodgers isn't doing it the way he used to, people think the Packers aren't a legit 14-3 and team. And I got to give Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit because I'm sure he's hearing these things. And yes, he was the most prolific passer in the National Football League. He's not that today, but he's taken it all in stride, knows his role, does what he's supposed to do in the LaFleur offense, and he seems to be smiling about it. So I give a major tip of the cap to Aaron Rodgers.
0: Well, and not only that, Jody, I mean, look who he's going against. And Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Garoppolo is a good quarterback. I don't think Garoppolo is getting enough credit for the plays that he has made this year. You know, especially at the end of the year, you think about the Saints game, the Rams game, those two third and sixteens, the Seahawks game. I think Jimmy Garoppolo deserves more credit than he's getting, but he has had a tendency a couple times to throw the ball right to the other team, especially those second-level defenders, the linebackers like the Kendricks pick last week. Meanwhile, Rodgers almost never throws picks. And last week, he was totally locked in. Third down, late in the game, throws over 10 yards. If Rodgers plays like that again today, the Packers have a great chance to win. He's going to have to play very well. We know that, but you got to think he is eating this up. I mean, the team he was – grew up as a, as a fan of the team he wanted to play for, and also he realizes how few and far between these opportunities are. They just don't come I mean, He's been in one Super Bowl. It's been 10 years. He knows how hard it is to get to these. I would be surprised if he doesn't play really well.
1: I like the Packer defense, and I think that, too, is underrated. During the regular season, the Uh, 49ers allowed 308 points. The Packers allowed 311. That's about as close to even as you can get. And while I do like the Packer defense, I must admit, the 49er defense is certainly the best defense of the uh, four teams that are left, and they might have been the best defense in the National Football League all year. Agree or disagree?
0: Agreed. What I thought was so surprising and interesting last week was the last month of the season— the Niners run game wasn't quite what it had been earlier and their defense wasn't quite what it had been earlier. You look at the sacks, tackles for losses, it wasn't the same over the last five weeks as it was ever since that win against the Packers on Sunday night football. But then last week, Jody Mack, it, it was like it was like the undefeated Niners again. I mean, it was like they were back to normal. They ran the ball right down the Vikings' throat, eight straight runs for a touchdown at one point, the D line was utterly dominant. It's funny too because they remind me. I, I started a couple games in my career against Jacksonville when they had John Henderson and Marcus Stroud. Both were like six eight and abs, and just I couldn't believe that I was asked to block human beings that were that much superior to me. That's what Armstead and Buckner looked like for the Niners, and they got Bosa and Ford on the outside. So they got it going last week, though. For the first time in a while, they got both the run game on offense and the D-line going. If they do that again today, it's over. I mean, if they do that again today, they are not only going to win this game, they're going to win the Super Bowl.
1: He's got on duty for uh, today's Packers-Niners game for Westwood. One on the radio side, Russ Tucker, host of Home and Home on Radio.com, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. One thing that I'm glad to see about this game, Ross, is both teams look relatively healthy. You hate when you get into the postseason and you're down specific key guys and you have to depend on next man up. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it seems like both of these teams are pretty darn healthy going into this championship matchup.
0: Yeah, you're uh, you're stealing my thunder for my opening pregame hit. <laughs> uh, but sorry, it's, bud. It's remarkable. I mean, Kittle and Lazard were on the... Injury report earlier in the week. Um, you know, Balaga was sick and didn't play last week. But Kyle Shanahan doesn't have a single player with even an injury designation. If they're on the active fifty-three, they are ready to go today. As for the Packers, you know their punter got sick. If he doesn't punt because he's sick, that'll probably be it for him in his career. They didn't sign anybody else, so he's going to punt. And that's it for them. I mean, the inactives, you know, we'll see. But they got everybody healthy for the Packers as well. It's awesome, and it's rare for this late in the year. And they do each have some guys on on IR from earlier in the season. But to have every guy ready to go, good to go. I mean, that, that's how you want it to be.
1: All right. As a former offensive lineman, I'm sure you've studied both of these team, two teams, watch tape. Who comes in with the superior offensive line, Green Bay or San Francisco?
0: I think that's close. Um, I think I'd probably lean to Green Bay. Um, their tackles, Balaga and Bakhtiari, are both excellent players. I don't quite think McGlinchey and Staley are there where those guys are. They're probably just a notch below. And then in the interior trio, you know, the Packers the are pretty solid there. Niners are fine, but they got Ben Garland is in at center because Weston Richburg got hit, hurt earlier in the year. So I'd give the Packers the nod on in the interior trio as well. Difference is, I think the Niners D-line is a little bit better. And I also think Kyle Shanahan does a better job than LaFleur of putting the offensive line in position to succeed with all the play action and boot stuff that they do.
1: You mentioned Shanahan and LaFleur, the two head coaches here, know each other quite well. Uh, Having been on staffs together prior to, uh, even the defense coordinator has been on the same staff. So there's uh, great knowledge between these two teams, actually great relationship between the staffs. But uh, they'll put all that uh, warm feeling and kumbaya aside for three hours today. Is there an advantage to be had on either side because of the familiarity between these groups?
0: You know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I I think that that goes both ways, right? I think that they each know what the other wants. I always I always picture it being Jody Mac like a Princess Bride thing, right? Like I know that he knows this is what I'd be thinking, so I'm going to do this. But he knows, since I know that I'd be thinking this, that I'm going to change it. So then he's going to, you know, I think you can drive yourself crazy if you try to go too far down that. That route. I think you just ultimately got to look what the tape shows and try to come up with the best plan and not rack your brain trying to think, well, what would he think? What does he know? How would he be putting these guys? I would say that's probably neutral. Um, I wouldn't give an advantage really to either side there. I think that's a little overblown. All
1: right. How does the stadium today play as a home field advantage for the 49ers? Uh loud crowd, something that's going to make Rodgers' life more difficult, just home support. How do you see uh, the San Francisco home field playing out, if at all, today?
0: Well, it's been a while since they've been this good. So these people are going crazy. This is actually the last NFL stadium I hadn't gotten to yet, Joey. I don't know why, but I'd never gotten out here before. So this is the last one that I have been able to, to get to. But it's been a while since the Niners were this good. They, they've had some lean years, the last few. They're going to be going berserk today. And what it does is it just gives the D-line even more of an advantage because Aaron Rodgers will have to go with the silent count. Now, Bakhtiari and Balaga do a pretty good job of timing that up, but they still have to time it up rather than having a slight advantage of knowing the snap count.
1: Fair enough. Um, All right, if we know who the star players are, San Francisco's three backs as compared to Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams on one side, Kitchens on the other, the quarterbacks. Other than that group, is there someone that you think could be a bust-out star today that at the end of the day we're talking about the plays that they made that swung the pendulum for their team to walk away with a victory?
0: You know, I I actually, I mean, it's not like some secret, but... I think it's Emmanuel Sanders for the Niners. I I know that the Packers are gonna be focused on George Kittle and not letting him kill them. And I also think that Debo Samuel has really come on as of late and is so good run after the catch. It almost feels like Emmanuel Sanders is the forgotten guy. And he's really good in his own right. He's an excellent route runner. And when you're Mike Pettin, the Packers' D coordinator, he's pretty far down in the line of guys that you're worried about. So I just feel like he's going to get some favorable matchups. I wouldn't be surprised if Emmanuel Sanders makes a couple critical plays and the Niners win.
1: Fair enough. Uh, No, we're uh, coming up on a holiday, Valentine's Day, not far down the road. You and I discussed the last time we had you on on this cool project you were working on, and uh, you're suggesting to me a potential Valentine's Day gift?
0: It's very simple, Jody Mack. It's the best Valentine's Day gift I've ever heard of. It's com. You literally talk to a writer for 10 minutes about your significant other, and they get the quotes. They write an amazing story about her or him, and then they send it to you framed like it's on the cover of the newspaper looks like it's on the New York Times or the Philadelphia Inquirer, whatever. It's beautiful. And there's just something amazing when she reads those quotes that say, I just don't tell her enough how much she means to me and how much she does for the family. It's just extremely powerful. I've seen a lot of people get them as Valentine's Day gifts. They love them. Myfrontpagestory.com. That's myfrontpagestory.com.
1: And the beauty of it is you find out afterwards how much uh, you really did score with the gift. If she puts it up in the family room, well, then you're aces. If she puts it down the basement or in the uh, Louvre, uh, yeah, she wasn't all that moved by. It. I'm guessing family room uh, for most of your uh, procurers. Ross, great stuff. Have a good time on the sideline today. Glad you're not uh, freezing it out. Uh, we'll be listening to you on Westwood One. I will in a car on the way home. Thanks, brother.
0: Sounds great. Take care, Jody.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.